MRN Radio presents the International Race of Champions at Daytona. The International Race of Champions starts their season this afternoon here at Daytona as Speed Weeks 2004 continues. Hi, everyone. I'm Joe Moore along with Barney Hall. Welcome back to the World Center of Racing. This afternoon, racing's version of the Masters, the best drivers in motorsports from several different disciplines squaring off in identically prepared cars. It's a quick Barney 100-mile dash that is uh, real fast excitement, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, it's just a good show. There's there's no points, nothing involved. Well, there is some points in the series for who wins it, but not like it is in Nextel Cup racing. These guys get out there for fun. It's a good mixture of racing drivers, the best in the world from all the series that come here to Daytona to kick off a four-race series here at this Speedway. I remember back in 1974, the first time they came here, they only had six drivers in the series. And they, they drove the uh, Porsche Carrera cars, and they ran the road course. They didn't run on the big track, but since that time, they have run on the big track. They get out there, and they mix it up pretty good. Fans really love this because, you know, the, the draft is such a big part of racing at Daytona. No matter what kind of uh, car you're talking about or truck, as will be the case later tonight when the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series squares off here at uh, Daytona, but no matter what type of vehicle it is, the draft does play an effect. On these cars, since they're identically prepared, they're all exactly alike. You know, you hear us talking about how different cars, uh, different makes draft differently with other makes. Well, here they all draft exactly the same. And more often than not, it's a complete pack of the entire field going around here wide open for a full 100 miles. And they don't get a chance. They get a chance to practice in the cars, but they don't get a chance to say, this is exactly what I want in the car. Those cars are prepared by different test drivers, so it is as even as you can possibly get it when they go out there. We're just in for some great racing. This is the 24th IROC race to be run here at Daytona, 23rd on the Oval. As you said, the very first one was run on the infield road course, and that was won by Mark Donahue. Welcome back to Daytona International Speedway again, the first uh, part of a doubleheader, which we'll run here today. Later tonight, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series squaring off in their season opener, the Florida Dodge Dealers 250. Right now, the IROC Series getting set to run 40 laps, 100 miles, kicking off their 2004 season. Let's hear from some of the drivers in the field tonight. First down to Winston Kelly. One of the guys getting ready to be introduced from the Sprint Car Series, Danny the Dude Lasoski. Tell you what, you've been in this series before. Surprised a lot of people by running up front. What do you expect tonight? Well, you know, the cooler temperatures, these uh, Goodyear's brought a pretty good tire. It was a little loose with these uh, IROC cars, but I think tonight you'll see a real competitive race. And maybe you might see three abreast more often now. Talk a little bit about the intensity in the series that you run because it seems like you don't ever have a moment just to hold, catch your breath at all. A little bit more in this series. Uh, not much. It's A lot of stuff's going on. You know, I know it's only 100 miles, and they're going to stop it after 25, but we're excited about the, the new format and hope that open wheel guys will stick together and maybe we can give these cup guys a little, little action at the end. I say he can. Danny Lasoski rolls off third tonight in his machine. And Jim Phillips also patrolling down there. Let's see who Jim has caught up with. Let's talk to Ryan Newman. He's going to have the best uh, starting spot. Ryan, you got you get the best starting spot. How about keeping it up front? Can you keep it there? I hope so. I mean, uh, it's definitely a tough situation here with uh, everybody having the same uh, car. So uh, we'll just see what we can do. Got to thank Cronwell for helping support this series. It's really an honor to be able to compete with all these great drivers, and uh, you know, look forward to my first or uh, look forward to an opportunity to my first uh, victory. All the cars you've driven, do, do they seem pretty well equal? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you you adapt more to one than you do than another, uh, just from a driver's style. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've done a great job making them as equal as possible. That's Ryan Newman. Ryan, of course, from the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series, finished sixth in the IROC running of 2003. Over to Steve Post now, also working pit road tonight for the Motor Racing Network. Joe, drivers all on the stage right now. We'll see who we can catch as they come down from driver introductions. 
in the field for tonight's running and this year's running of the IROC series. There are five drivers from NASCAR Nextel Cup and uh, from the uh, World of Outlaws is two drivers. IndyCar is represented uh, in this series as well. So a little bit of uh, the different disciplines that are lined up here and it really makes for some interesting racing when you put these different types of drivers in, in machines that are the same but they're used to doing it in a different way for the world of outlaws on dirt, for goodness sakes. But they get real competitive with each other when they get out there, and they get very intense in the IROC races that we have seen here and around the country. We need to point out also that the purse this year has really been boosted up to $1,900,000. In the past, uh, I think last year, the champion, uh, which was Kurt Busch of the series, got $250,000 for winning it. This year, the winner is going to get a $1,000,000, so you can bet there's some intensity out there to win this thing and, and get all the points you can. Plus a lot of prestige. You know, when you beat the, the very best that's in the world of motorsports in an event like this, that says a lot about your, your ability to drive a race car. And, and these drivers, they'll be in different cars throughout the course of their four-race schedule, but all they take from one car to the other is the seat. The seat is matched up for the driver to make it comfortable for him and, and fit his body uh, shape or size. And uh, when they change the cars, they just move the seat. That's all there is to it. And the rest of the car stays exactly the same as uh, they move on to the next event. There's four events on the schedule here. They also run at Texas, at Richmond International Raceway, and also at the Atlanta Motor Speedway later in the season. Let's go back downstairs. Going to catch up with Kurt Busch. Kurt is the defending champion of the IROC series as he's making his way back to the car. Kurt, defending champion, how does it look for this year's series? Not bad. It's a whole different group of guys, and you just have to go out with a, a clean slate and a clean mind on knowing who to pass when and what to do where. It's such a tough race, and it's what makes it intriguing because you have so many champions in this one race, you can't outsmart a guy. Do you like the fact you get to race, you, you, you read about, you see them on TV, some of the open-wheel stars? That has to be fun to watch and race or to race against the guys that you watch on TV. It's a great challenge just to have the open-wheel guys, even the World of Outlaw guys. And J.J. Yaley, a guy that used to race for, or he still races for Ford on the, on the open-wheel side of it. There's so many connections that all of us drivers have. And now it's a great fraternity, so to speak, just to get all, all of us together to go out and have some fun. That's Kurt Busch. He's defending champ. He's going to suit it up and see if he can do it again this year. Check back in with Winston Kelly. Uh, Matt Kenseth, NASCAR Winston Cup champion, getting buckled in. Matt had a few laps in this machine. How does it stack up in terms of handling different from your from your Nextel Cup car? <laughs> they're uh, they're definitely different. I'm gonna start calling you Nextel instead of Winston, <laughs> but uh, they're definitely different. Um, but they're real stable, real easy to drive, so it should be fun. I, you know, they only let you practice with four cars at a time, so I think it'll be a little bit different out there now. But I'm looking forward to it. Bump drafting has always been something very critical in this series. Expect that again tonight. This is my first race, so I don't know, but I think so. You know, with all these big spoilers and wickers, they should really suck up and be able to uh, hit each other and push each other. So I'm sure they'll do, be doing some bump drafting. Ask Matt Kenseth. He's set to roll off fifth in his machine here tonight. Matt's one of uh, several drivers making their first ever runs in uh, the IROC series. Also Scott Dixon and uh, J.J. Yaley, who you heard Kurt Busch mention a few moments ago. Let's check in again with Jim Phillips. Yeah, let's talk to Travis Quapel. He was a NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion. Travis, do you think you're an underdog in this event, or do you think your talents will match up uh, with these other guys? Well, I'm not sure yet. Uh, uh, I don't even know who I, who I got to work with, who's going to work with me, but I guess we'll kind of find out as we go. And, you know, uh, these cars are so equal, and I've had so much fun this week in, in practice and stuff. You know, the IROC team does such a great job with Crown Royal. and uh, I'm excited to be here, and I'm just going to give it my best showing. To be a driver, a young driver like you, what, what kind of honor is it, though, really? Well, it's huge. You know, this is one of the – the bit neatest things I've got to experience so far uh, after you know, winning the championship a year ago. And, you know, I, I'm so proud to be involved in the IROC series, and it, it's a very prestigious event, and I'm just excited to be here. I know he's excited about that million dollars, guys. 
He certainly is about that, that's for sure. He got 250000 last year, as we said. He could win a million this year if he wins it. Check back in with Steve Post. Barney, we're here with Scott Dixon. Scott, the great IRL driver. Scott, climbing into a car with a roof, which is something a little different for you. How, how have these cars been to you this week in practice? Uh, we haven't practiced at all, so uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a, a big learning experience, I think. But uh, I don't know, it should be a lot of fun. The guys are great, uh, all the other drivers. And I don't know, I think just come in with an open mind and see what can happen. So you're out here, uh, you experience a draft in open-wheel cars, but what do you expect the differences between the draft in the open-wheel cars and the draft in these full-body cars to be? I did some uh, some testing, I think, about a week ago for about 40 laps or so, and uh, it's totally different. It was uh, definitely a big eye-opener. I didn't think it would be that different, but it's definitely lots of little sweet spots, and uh, I don't know. It's As I said, it's going to be a huge learning curve today. That's Scott Dixon. He's ready to go in today's race. In order to get these guys uh, ready to go racing for the IROC series, they test nearly a week and a half, almost every day. Those IROC cars are on the track getting in testing, getting ready, and learning how the cars are going to handle on the high banks here at Daytona. Actually, they get more practice than anybody here because anytime there's open track time, the IROC drivers are out there. More in a minute. We're under very heavy overcast skies here at the Daytona International Speedway and have been all day. There is only a slim chance of any showers, so says the local weather bureau. So I think we're going to be okay for both the races that are about to unfold here, the IROC series, and then the NASCAR Craftsman trucks here shortly. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Let's go downstairs again uh, and visit with Jay Signori. He's the series director for IROC. Winston Kelly's with him. Well, he's been around. He's run this series for a number of years, and it's always been one of the most exciting races that we have here at Speed Weeks. But some changes. Tell us about them this year, Jay. I think one of the first changes is standing here talking with you and being live on MRN. We think that's fantastic. We're looking forward to that and talk with Monty about it. And we brought him up to speed so he can fill all those great fans of MRN in on on the changes we have. But uh, million-dollar purse, drivers love that aspect of the program. We've uh, taken the drivers' colors as close as we could and matched them up with their numbers. So that's another new aspect of the program and to keep everybody competitive and to hold them closer together in points we're going to have uh, for the lack of a better term a yellow flag condition competition yellow come out on lap 25 so we can regroup and get everybody lined back up and the pits will be closed and we'll go down for a 15 lap shootout we were just talking about how many laps to get on this these cars before they come out here any estimate of the average number of laps or uh, times around the racetrack that these cars get before we race tonight? Well, generally, the race cars themselves, have to remember, the driver never drives right. this race car. That's Dick Trickle and them guys. Those cars will probably have about 100 miles accumulated on them, but the practice cars, uh, they'll have over 1,000 miles each one. So there's over 4,000 miles of practice and for the lack maybe testing going on. Well, the reliability has been incredible over the years and a lot of changes. That million-dollar purse, the stop at halftime, and again, of course, we got the man upstairs, Barney Hall, to call the action. It's going to be an interesting race. As we said, there are a couple of new twists, and we'll talk about uh, some of those other than the increase in the purse here in just a minute. Let's talk about some of the activities still to go. We told you the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series squares off later this evening. Motor Racing Network with live coverage starting tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Actually, that is 7.30 Eastern time for the Florida Dodge Dealers 250. And, of course, uh, moving on into Saturday and Sunday, it gets uh, more and more action-packed as the NASCAR Bush Series runs here tomorrow. The Hershey Kisses 312 noon is our airtime for that event. And the Great American Race, the Daytona 500 on Sunday afternoon, 12.45 Eastern time from here at Daytona. International Speedway. Again, some question about the weather, but uh, our 
staff meteorologist Marty Hall informs us we should be okay tonight. How about the rest of the weekend? Yeah, it looks pretty good for the rest of the weekend. There is a chance of some showers tomorrow, but no great chance. I think the, the Weather Bureau and the Flight Service uh, figures somewhere between maybe a 30 and a 40% chance, so that means there's a 60% chance we'll have an awful lot of dry racetracks, so we should be okay. Sunday looks even better than that, so going to be a good weekend to close out Speed Weeks for 2004. The NASCAR Bush Series uh, qualified here earlier today, getting ready for the running of the Hershey Kisses 300 tomorrow. And uh, Martin Truex won the Bud Pole for that event in his uh, first start in the NASCAR Bush Series here at Daytona International Speedway. That's that uh, Chance 2 Motorsports car. He'll start on the pole with Ron Hornaday on the outside of row one. Kevin Harvick and David Stremme start on the second row. Robbie Gordon and Jason Leffler on row three. Rest of the starting top ten for the Bush race include Mike Bliss. He'll go from seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. starts in eighth. Casey Kane, ninth, and Joe Nemechek will go from 10th. And again, that race tomorrow afternoon here on the Motor Racing Network. We talked about uh, the rules have been tweaked just a little bit for the IROC event here at Daytona this year. There will be a competition yellow flag on the field at lap 25. And at the completion of uh, lap 25, the yellow will come out, and they'll revert back to the previous lap for restart positions. The pits will be closed at this time, and the goal here is not to change any tires. Uh, Jay Signore told me a little bit earlier today. Now, if the yellow flag should come out in this event between laps 22 and 24, they would go ahead and put the yellow flag out just like a regular pit stop, and it will count as that competition caution. And it depends on what the caution comes out for. Say this gets a little bit complicated, but it's not really that bad. If they had a wreck, a a couple of cars got torn up and everybody ran through some sheet metal out there or some debris and they felt like they needed to change tires on all the cars, then obviously everybody would come in just like a regular schedule pit stop and do whatever they needed to do to get back in competition. Now, here's the thing that's going to make this thing really interesting. Once they go back to racing after that competition flag, the leader is going to line up out front by himself. But from there on back, from second back through 12th place, you have an option of lining up at the inside groove or the outside groove all the way back through 12th position. So if that sounds complicated, simply what it means is if everybody wanted to, they can line up single file all the way down. Hold that down. Should make it very interesting here as we get to that uh, competition caution, which again will come at lap number 25. Plus, at that moment, they will also award bonus points. Three points to the leader, two to the second place man, and one to the third place man. And of course, all that adds up towards the end of the season to determine the uh, IROC champion this year and to pass out that $1.9 million in series championship money. The engines have fired here trackside. We'll run two laps under the pace before we get ready to roll and get this first of the IROC series events of 2004 underway. Welcome back to the World Center of Racing, Daytona International Speedway, as the IROC cars are now rolling around the track. They'll run two pace laps before we drop the green flag and get this race underway again. 40 laps, making up a total of 100 miles here this evening. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Ryan Newman will be starting on the pole, as we told you a little bit ago. And starting in the number two position is Jimmy Johnson. Lasowski will start third. Steve Kinzer rolls off fourth. And Matt Kenseth rolls off fifth. The sixth position belongs to Scott Sharp. Travis Quapel will start from the seventh position. In the eighth spot will be Kurt Busch. Kevin Harvick goes from ninth. Scott Dixon starts in tenth. J.J. Yaley will start in the eleventh position. And Elio Castroneves will start in the twelfth position as they work around this racetrack for the first lap 
Again, I'm behind the pace car, getting ready to get the one-to-go signal when they come back this time. Let's take a swing around the racetrack. The announcer's covering the action out there for us on a very cloudy, overcast afternoon here at Daytona International Speedway. In turn one, from Wilmington, Delaware, is Mike Bagley. Thank you, Joe. Good evening, everyone. I'm positioned high atop turn two, overlooking a sea of motorhomes, and I'll pick up the IROC cars as they thunder through the trioval and up into the 31-degree banks of turn one and two. Wide enough that you can stack two and three and sometimes four wide, and that's where these drivers will pick their drafting partners try to get hooked up with someone who can carry them to the front the goal is pick the right partner not pick the wrong partner and go backwards that's where the draft forms up off turn two and onto the super stretch i'll cover all the action at the west end of the speedway here this evening down to the end of the back super stretch over there heading off into turn number three to cover for mrn this afternoon is jeff striegel of grand rapids michigan well thank you barney good afternoon everybody 3400 feet that's the length of the super stretch here at daytona as mike bagley just mentioned you start picking your drafting partner up in turn two and then you stay with them all the way down the super stretch you ride it as long as you can and of course picking that drafting partner can be the difference between running up front or running at the tail end of the field. Two, three, and four wide racing. That's the norm here on the Super Stretch, and I'll have all the action covered from a scaffold just outside of turn number three. And whether you pick the right drafting partner or not, that story will be told by the time you reach the end of that long back uh, straightaway there and climb the banking of turn number three. To follow the action there for MRN Radio this evening, from Killingly, Connecticut, is Kyle Rickey. Thank you, Joe, and good evening, everybody. Nearly identical to turns one and two or turns three and four here at Daytona. Plenty wide and plenty fast with the same 31 degrees of banking for these cars to work with. In practice earlier this week, these cars ran two and three wide comfortably as they set up for the 1,200-foot run to the start-finish line. I'm perched some 30 foot in the air just to the outside of turn number four in the Sunoco Tower. Well, I'll have all the action covered for MRN here tonight. And, sure. Barney, although it's kind of a chilly afternoon, there's a lot of folks on hand to watch this race. I know it's going to be a thriller. It will. That's perfect racing weather as far as the cars themselves and the drivers very comfortable in the machine. Just a little bit uncomfortable maybe for some of the fans, but once they drop that green flag and they get down to a little fender bending out there, they forget all about that. Today's broadcast of IROC is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the International Race of Champions to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio and NASCAR is prohibited. 100 miles about to unfold for the IROC series for 2004. The first of four events come down to the line. Green flag goes in the air. Ryan Newman and Jimmy Johnson come up through the gearbox, head off into turn number one, and Ryan Newman jumps out front all by himself as they head down to turn one. Now traffic starts to stack up for the second position. The inside lane begins to advance. Here's Stanley Lasowski digging out of the inside lane. He races alongside Jimmy Johnson. He'll grab second. Now they're side-by-side side for third. Matt Kenseth down to the inside. Jimmy Johnson up top now as they race side-by-side side for third off turn two. It's going to be Ryan Newman that's going to lead him down the super stretch for the first time as these engines begin to hit full song. couple of Outlaws lined up right behind Ryan Newman as the outside line now begins to move. That's Jimmy Johnson. He's got drafting help from Scott Sharp. Wheel to wheel for the lead in three. Double wide into turn number three. Three rows deep. Matt Kenseth's trying to make a move for the lead to make it three wide in turn number four, but it continues to be Ryan Newman setting the pace off the corner. Jimmy Johnson still trying to get that draft kicked into the high side of the banking, working to the outside lane. Ryan Newman has the inside lane nearly three wide as Matt Kenseth peeked underneath for a chance to make a move. Steve Kenser there as 
well, knocking on the door, trying to pick out the right lane as they go to turn one. Matt Kenseth pushing Ryan Newman back into turn one and back into the lead. Kenseth now charges down to the inside. He'll pick up second, and the man on the move is down low. That's Steve Kinzer. He has third by a bumper over Scott Dixon. Check that. That's Jimmy Johnson and Steve Kinzer side by side off turn two. That's the battle for the third spot. Steve Kinzer down low looking for drafting help up top now. That's where the draft is beginning to form. Here comes Jimmy Johnson. Tucks right in behind the next Cal Cup driver of Matt Kenseth. He runs second. Johnson took a look to the outside of Matt Kenseth, wanting the second position, but decided to fall back in the line in third as they continue to be led by Ryan Newman off the corner. Steve Kenzer has really adapted to the IROC series. He's been in a few events and finally has picked up on how to get around here in the draft. Talked with him this morning and he said, I can hold my own in this draft. Right now, there are four cars literally bump drafting each other back into turn number one. Ryan Newman, Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Johnson, and Kevin Harvick. They are nose to tail charging into turn number one. Ryan Newman brings the pack, slides up just a tad off the inside lane, gives Matt Kenseth the look down low. Instead, Kenseth stays in his tire tracks. You've got seven cars stacked up for the lead off turn two. And behind them, they're going to go double file, but they are going to lose the draft if they don't get back into single file formation like the front seven, led by Ryan Newman. Matt Kenseth runs second. Jimmy Johnson is third. Kevin Harvick is fourth. Then the outlaw king, Steve Kinzer, goes fifth. Kenseth again peeking to the inside, wanting the top spot from Ryan Newman, falling back in the line in that second spot as the front seven continue to run nose to tail with Johnson in third. Here can now bid for the lead as they come up off turn number four, back of the start-finish line with Newman still hanging on to it. Matt Kenseth working him over. Swung down to the inside, now pulls to the outside, gets the draft started, and makes his move at the end of the trial, marching up to turn one. Matt Kenseth charges by Ryan Newman. He'll pick up the lead. He has drafting help from Ryan Newman. Actually, that's Jimmy Johnson up top as Newman rallies back down low. Newman's got drafting help from the form of Kevin Harvick. Four cars on the outside, three cars on the inside, and Kenseth leads off turn two. Matt Kenseth's going to change lanes dropped to the inside of the racing track that's where Kevin Harvick will lend some support now he'll switch lanes again go up top that's where Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman are now Newman changes lanes he'll pull even with Kenseth in three side by side for the race lead with Matt Kenseth in the outside lane Jimmy Johnson down low two now three rows deep of side by side racing as they make their way back to the front straightaway. Ryan Newman trying to charge back to the front of the field trying to take the lead away from Matt Kenseth he loses maybe a car length this time as they hit the trial and work back into turn number one now Jimmy Johnson's Scoots up into the number two position as he tries to help Matt Kenseth get a little further away from the rest of the field. They've got about five car lengths now over Ryan Newman, who rides third. Got Kurt Busch stacked up in fourth, and they're side-by-side for fifth. Got Kevin Harvick down to the inside of Travis Quapel. Harvick gets drafting help from Steve Kinzer. Now Quapel abandons Busch, goes down low as Busch tries to slot in line. And Kevin Harvick using that draft from Steve Kinzer is going to fall back in line. Once again, they're going to go seven rows. Well, we got the front two cars hooked up. That's Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenseth. Behind them, Ryan Newman and Kevin Harvick. That's your top four. Two-car breakaway at the front of the field, like Jeff mentioned a moment ago. It's Matt Kenseth leading the field into turn number three. Now that entire pack beginning to close back up once again with Johnson in second. Was a two-car breakaway, but in the distance of less than that back stretch, suddenly it's a four-car breakaway. Add a few more to it. Three more join the fray. Newman tries to get something rolling on the outside lane. He's got drafting help from right behind. Jimmy Johnson is there. They go after race leader Matt Kenseth. Here comes Ryan Newman. He'll storm to the 
outside, and he'll storm to the lead by about a half car length now. Matt Kenseth rallies back on the inside lane. Newman gets just a bit squirrely. That gives the lead back to Kenseth, as now Johnson now gives drafting up to Kenseth off turn two. Ryan Newman, top side of the racetrack. Matt Kenseth, the leader, down low. Four cars line up behind Kenseth, three behind Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman trying to get a push from Kevin Harvick, but right now the battle is on for second. It's Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman side by side for that second spot. One car length behind race leader Matt Kenseth, and that inside lane going to advance, and it's going to bring Steve Kinzer up to the first spot. It's got to be fun racing for the guys up in that lead pack right now as they'll put six laps on the scoreboard of 40 that will make up the IROC event here. It is still Matt Kenseth pulling him around here. He gets out by himself in a single car draft right now as they work back into turn number one. The scrambles at fourth place. That's where Steve Kinzer opens the inside lane, dives down to the inside of Kevin Harvick. He'll pick up the fourth spot. Here's the challenge for second. Ryan Newman climbs the top of the racetrack. He will race side by side with the car of Jimmy Johnson. But he'll lose now as the draft forms up on the inside. Jimmy Johnson with all kinds of help downstairs. Just two cars up. Now they change lanes. The battle's on for the lead. The outside line. Storms by Matt Kenseth. Move Johnson to the top spot. Steve Kinzer now rode second. And move Matt Kenseth back to the fourth spot as three cars go by to his outside. Led now by Johnson. Steve Kinzer into that second spot. Kenseth finally going to get back in the line in fourth. Jimmy Johnson worked for a while trying to get that draft to his liking. And finally it hooked up. Propelled him by to pick up the top spot yet again. At the line, they've completed seven laps now. Jimmy Johnson leaves Steve Kenzer. Travis Quapple is third. Fourth is Matt Kenseth. Fifth is Kurt Busch. Ryan Newman rides in sixth. Scott Sharp is seventh. Kevin Harvick, eighth. Scott Dixon, ninth. Elio Castroneves is tenth. Eleventh is Danny Lasoski and J.J. Yaley. Now runs in the twelfth spot. Field works up off turn number two and hits the super stretch. It's a five-car breakaway, at least single file. They'll form up double fire from sixth on back. The car in the move has been Kurt Busch, but now he finds himself losing some ground. As Jimmy Johnson flashes by, out front, Steve Kinzer. Bush is going to settle in in the third spot. Kinzer wants a shot at the top spot. Peaks to the outside, now to the inside on race leader Jimmy Johnson, who is able to hold the position. Good battle for third, shaping up between Quapple and Kenseth. Been some outstanding racing in the early going. They're about to put eight laps on the scoreboard. Jimmy Johnson is the leader. About five of those cars had gotten shaken out of that lead draft a little bit earlier. Now there are ten cars running nose to tail coming out of turn number four and heading back now to the start-finish line. Danny Lasoski is all the way back in 11th position. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, Steve Kinzer, and Scott Sharp just holding what they have. You can bet somebody's going to pull out to pass as they go to turn two. Here they come now. Front five cars, all single file, nose to tail. Here's one car sliding up the racetrack. That's Jimmy Johnson. Almost gives Kurt Busch the inside lane. Can't do it that time now as they fall in all single file. Now the front pack is seven cars deep off turn two. And here comes a breakaway at the front of the field. One car, that's Scott Sharp, drops to the inside. It's going to be a block thrown there by Jimmy Johnson. Now kids are now they're three wide. Scott Sharp, Kevin Harvick, and Ryan Newman in three. And they continue to run three wide. Add Matt Kenseth to that mix as well. Four cars there, three abreast. Now they're going to get it back down to two abreast formation as they work off turn four, led by Jimmy Johnson. Matt Kenseth was leading this event. Now he's back in the seventh position, trying to get a draft for Warmed up to roll back up closer to the front, and you can't do that racing three wide. So finally, he tucks back in line just ahead of Ryan Newman. Jimmy Johnson and Kurt Busch still at the head of the pack going to turn one. And they stack up from the third slot on back. Here, Steve Kinzer looks in his rearview mirror, sees drafting help from Kevin Harvick. But that changes now as Harvick climbs the banking, leaves Kinzer out to dry. Harvick goes to third, Scott Sharp goes to fourth, and Matt Kenseth on the way with drafting help for the outside lane. And Kinzer's going to lose about three spots before it's all done as the draft is on the 
outside as Kinzer is all alone up front. Now the battle is up front. Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, but here comes Kevin Harvick working the top side. He's got drafting help from Scott Sharp. Scott Sharp and Kevin Harvick working well in the outside lane, trying to race for the second through fourth positions. And as they run side by side, that allows the race leader, Jimmy Johnson, open up a couple of car lanes. That's something that Kevin Harvick has been looking for ever since they put him under green. He's pulled out about a half a dozen times, hoping somebody would go with him. Nobody would. He's going right now for the lead as they head for turn number one. He's ahead by half a car length. Matter of fact, he'll grab the lead as they come off the trial and storm up into turn number one. The outside lane left open. Here comes Scott Sharp and Matt Kenseth. Two cars on the outside. Got four of them stacked up down low. Right under Scott Sharp. It's Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, Steve Kenser. They're knotted up for second now in the super stretch. Double file from the front of the field all the way back. The battle's for the lead. Scott Sharp trying to get drafting help from Matt Kenseth, but that inside line is stronger. Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch all lined up in a row down in the bottom of the race. Track. Kevin Harvick continues to lead. They're all stacked up double wide. Five rows back through turn number three and off of turn number four. It's going to be Harvick, the race leader. Johnson now in second. Kurt Busch in third. Scott Sharp just waiting for somebody to pull up behind him and propel that outside line a little bit. For now, they're just going the wrong way. Down low is where it's at. Across the line, Kevin Harvick leads. Jimmy Johnson second. Scott Sharp finally gets something hooked up, but now they scatter three wide going up to turn one. Kurt Busch dives down to the inside. He and Matt Kenseth make a sandwich of Jimmy Johnson, and Johnson's going backwards. Up front, here comes the challenge for the lead. Down to the inside comes the car of Kevin Harvick. Looks up, Scott Sharp in second, trying to take away the top spot. And Jimmy Johnson is going to go from about the four spot all the way to the tail end of the field. There's still three wide. Jimmy Johnson in the middle, and he will go all the way to the tail end. Up front, Kevin Harvick, Scott Sharp. That's one, two, and three. Matt Kenseth in that third spot, running nose to tail among the top three. Check that. He goes to the outside now. Scott Sharp in the middle, on the inside to make it three wide. And turn number four is Kurt Busch. It's amazing to watch these cars get around this racetrack and get three deep going through the corners. They bounce around, get 10 and 15 degrees out of shape. They just simply steer them back straight and get back down to the program. Again, here comes a charge on the outside. Matt Kenseth got a little drafting help going after Kevin Harvick and one. They are side by side for the lead again at Daytona. Matt Kenseth draws alongside Kevin Harvick, but he has no drafting help. It all stacks up down low. That's going to propel Kevin Harvick back to the lead. Kurt Busch back to second. Now Steve Kenseth on the charge down low to race for Kenseth with third. And Matt Kenseth, top side of the racetrack, hung out to dry, was up front, battling for the lead, and he will fall back. Contact now between two cars on the backstretch. Helio Castroneves and Steve Kinzer, they keep him righted. The race is in three. Front four cars now, nose to tail, led by Kevin Harvick into turn number four. Now he's challenged on the inside. One car looking for the race lead. It's Kurt Busch off the corner. Kurt Busch has made a hard dive down to the inside, coming off turn four. Looked like he was going to stay in line behind race leader Kevin Harvick. Now he's going for the lead. He's got it and he brings Matt Kenseth with him. Kenseth back up to the second spot. Race now for third as they go to turn one. Travis Quapple grabs the third spot. Now Jimmy Johnson in fourth. Ryan Newman in fifth. Scott Sharp falls in line in sixth. And finally, Kevin Harvick slips in line right in front of Steve Kinzer. Whoa, not so fast. Harvick goes up the racetrack, leaves the lane open for Kinzer down low. And that's where they battle for about the eighth position. Up front, they'll single file for the moment. And that won't last very long. Top four cars go like this. Kurt Busch, Matt Kenseth, Travis Quapple, Jimmy Johnson trying to run away from the field. Travis Quapple trying to get that second spot away from Matt Kenseth. That's the best battle among the race leaders at the front six-run single file. The racing is from the second pack led by Steve Kinzer. He's in seventh. Tell you what.
Travis Quapel has impressed me a couple of times. He's fallen as far back as 11th position, been able to work his way back up in the field. And the other car that has been able to drop back in the pack as far as 6th and 7th back there and get back to the front of the field is Matt Kenseth. Kenseth rides second right now, trying to chase down Kurt Busch in two. Trying to take the lead away, taking a look to the outside, but Busch slides up the racetrack and blocks that advance. Kenseth, though, has a good head of steam. Kenseth is on the back bumper, gets pushed a bit squirrely. Here goes Kenseth to the outside for the lead off turn two. Wheel to wheel down the super stretch for the lead and Kenseth has got the momentum that will propel him to the front as the draft forms up behind Matt. Getting drafting help from Travis Quapple and Jimmy Johnson Ryan Newman now goes fourth. Sickle file into turn number three led by Matt Kenseth and backsliding fast in the outside lane is Jimmy Johnson as he's all the way back to the sixth position off of the corner. About five, six laps ago Matt Kenseth had fallen back to about the seventh or eighth position. Now he's leading this race and, of course, the driver who loses big time this time is Kurt Busch. He was leading a few laps ago. Now he's back in the eighth position. Matt Kenseth leads Travis Quapple. Jimmy Johnson's third. Ryan Newman fourth. And fifth is Scott Sharp as they go back to one. Steve Kenser rides sixth. Kevin Harvick rides seventh. That is the lead draft. Then four car lengths back to the car of Kurt Busch. He's looking for drafting help but not finding Ellie. Matt Kenseth leads now off turn two and onto the super stretch. They exited turn two, single file, but they fan out two and three wide. Matt Kenseth goes topside, then drops to the bottom. And when he does that, Jimmy Johnson will flash by. Ryan Newman, Scott Sharp, and now it's Kenseth that's out to drive. Yeah, he's back to the, about the fifth position. Steve Kinzer goes by in the outside lane, still trying to get back in the line as Matt Kenseth finally does in the sixth position. I think these drivers have figured out that right now Matt Kenseth may have a car just a little bit stronger than anybody out there, and all of a sudden nobody wants to work with him, and thus he has to tuck back in single file, take what he can get, and just try to stay as near the front as he can. He is seventh as they head back to turn number one. Now Jimmy Johnson is the leader. And Jimmy Johnson's got his hands full. He's got Ryan Newman breathing down his exhaust pipes. He's also got Scott Sharp, Steve Kinzer, and now the car of Kevin Harvick. There are the front five cars. Here goes Newman taking a look down low, but gets back in line off the corner. The two cars that started up front are up front right now. Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman. They hook up single file. They've got drafting help from Scott Sharp, Steve Kinzer, and Kevin Harvick. Running six now is Travis Qual. Then comes Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth trying to close in on Travis Quapple for that fifth spot as we have a bid for the race lead. Here's Ryan Newman taking a look to the inside of Jimmy Johnson. Has the fall back in the line. Everybody, those stay single file coming off turn four back to the line. They'll complete the first 20 laps of this race. We are now five laps away from the competition caution when drivers from second on back get to change or get to uh, choose which portion of the racetrack they want to restart on. It's Jimmy Johnson leading. Ryan Newman is second. Scott Sharp is third. Steve Kinzer fourth. And fifth is Kevin Harvick in the Rock race. Eight lead changes already in the first 23 laps of the 50 that make up the total distance in tonight's IROC event. And again, coming up in just two laps, we'll put out the competition caution, slow the cars down, not for pit stops. Matter of fact, Barney, pit road will be closed. This is to realign the cars for the final 15-lap shootout. Yeah, they've got two more laps around before that happens, and then it's going to be interesting to see who decides where they want to restart, at the bottom of the track or on the outside. Pick up the scramble over in turn three. Jimmy Johnson, the race leader, Travis Quapel next in line in second, followed by Scott Sharp, that's the front three. Front four are actually single file. Then it's two wide racing from about six on back. Yeah, a couple of cars hook up on the outside lane further back in the pack. Matter of fact, now here comes a few down to the inside lane, making it three wide into the trioval. Down there, you've got the machines working of Danny Lozowski trying to get something hooked up. He's got Scott Dixon and J.J. Yaley behind him. 
Here they come back into turn number one. They're double wide for the lead. Here's Kevin Harvick around the outside of Jimmy Johnson. He's got drafting help from Scott Sharp. Tossed Travis Quaffle in the mix as well. Harvick leads. Sharp for second. Johnson and Quaffle side by side for third. And before it's all done, Jimmy Johnson may lose five, six, maybe seven spots as a, a lead draft is formed up on the outside of the racetrack. Kevin Harvick drafting help from Scott Sharp. Pushing him into turn number three. Kevin Harvick, your new leader. Harvick's the race leader, but maybe not for long. Here comes Scott Sharp looking to the inside for that second spot. He'll fall back in the line. Here's uh, the Travis Quaffle machine looking for the race lead off turn four. Travis Quaffle drops the nose out of line, trying to get around there. He's not going to be able to do it as they work their way back down to the line. We will see that competition yellow when they come back around. Kevin Harvick leads at lap 25. Travis Quapple is second. Kurt Busch is third. Scott Sharp is fourth. And Matt Kenseth is fifth. And the yellow flag will be displayed. Now, this is a competition caution. Yeah, this was planned. And this is one of those new twists they put into the IROC series for this year. The cars will come back around under this caution flag. And the leader will choose where he wants to restart. He can be right in the middle of the racetrack. But from second on back, they can choose to either restart the race on the inside or outside lane. Everybody gets a choice. until you get to the last guy, he gets the leftovers. It would be interesting if uh, Next Hell Cup did that one race, wouldn't it? This it would take all day to get it done. You know, who deciding yeah. how I want to start here, I want to start there, and then changing their mind at the last minute. But it's a good twist. I like it. It's really kind of interesting, uh, and it's not uh, quite the same as, you know, in some types of racing we've seen before in the uh, in the select race at Charlotte, uh, also in the the Bud Shootout over the years we've had where we inverted the cars at a certain point of the race. This is not going to be an inversion at all, but it will be a realigning of where they want to restart based on what they've discovered in the first 25 laps of this event. And, uh, you know, some guys figure their car is going to handle better down low. Some figure it'll handle better up high. And maybe knowing who's lined up behind you and what kind of skills they've shown as far as their mastery working this draft here, you might want to get in front or behind of a certain person depending on what they've shown you so far. And depending on who wants to draft with you at all. As the pace car comes out and picks up the field, takes them back into turn number one right now. It's going to be interesting, as we said, to see if second place decides to line up at the bottom of the track or in the outside groove. Every car from second through 12th has that option. This will mark the uh, 27th season, I guess, for the IROC Series, Joe. Over the years, we've seen a little bit of, I can't remember how many different drivers have been in it, but from the best, from A.J. Foyt to guys like that to uh, Emerson Fittipaldi and drivers from all over the world in just about every racing series have at one time or another competed in this thing. A lot of uh, big names have competed here just at Daytona only. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was looking back in the, in the list of drivers, non-NASCAR drivers, who have won here at Daytona International Speedway. Bobby Unser back in 1975. Mario Andretti won here at Daytona in 78. Al Unser back in 1986. Scott Pruitt won here in 1991. And Al Unser Jr. won in 1997. And, you know, it says a whole lot for these guys who are not used to drafting. Now, in NASCAR, we do it a lot here and at Talladega four times a year, for goodness sakes. But for drivers who don't usually do this to adapt as well as they do and come out and beat the NASCAR guys, that's a job well done. Well, especially on a track like here where the NASCAR guys do have all the drafting experience and uh, it's just it's a great competition wherever they run. I, you were talking a little bit earlier when we first came on the air about running them at Darlington many, many years ago. That was an interesting twist down there, although they had some problems with the, they had a storm and had a lot of sand got on the racetrack and it got up in the uh, cars and kind of created some mechanical problems for them. But the guys in these cars said, man, it is fun to run Darlington in an IROC car. Now, they have relined now. Let's give you the rundown how they finished that 25th lap before they, we give you the way they will restart here. Kevin Harvick was leading. There were nine lead changes in that first 25-lap segment. Travis Quapple was running in second. Third was Kurt Busch. In the fourth spot, Scott Sharp. Matt Kenseth was fifth. 
Steve Kenzer was sixth. Seventh was Jimmy Johnson. Eighth was Scott Dixon. Ninth, Danny Lasoski. J.J. Yaley was tenth. Ryan Newman, eleventh. And Elio Castroneves was running in the twelfth position. And they are now getting ready to fall in line as the way they will restart here at lap number 26. And looks like they'll wait another lap before we get that going and get the second segment of the race underway. It'll be just 15 laps to go to conclusion. I remember uh, back in the 70s uh, when they were first started running this thing, they had a hard time getting Richard Petty, who, of course, was one of the top drivers of that day, to run in the series. Richard's, uh, I talked to him about that a couple of times back in those years. He said, you know, I feel a lot more comfortable running in a car that my guys build in my shop. And it took a while to get him in there. I think he only ran two races. Uh, both were here at Daytona. And the last time he ran this series, he came off turn number two over there. We were not broadcasting at that time, but I was an observer over in that corner. He got tangled up with, uh, I can't remember exactly what driver it was. I think it was Al Unser. But anyway, they got tangled up. Richard's car flipped, uh, rolled over, rolled out toward the sandbank that separates Lake Lloyd from this racetrack and hit that sandbank and went airborne for a second. And it looked like he was going to go out into the, the Lake Lloyd, but the car came down on the sand, uh, sand berm over there. And that was his last IROC race. He said, you know, too much for me. It's pretty wild, and, and the drivers, uh, particularly the NASCAR Nextel Cup drivers, as you heard in our pre-race here earlier, talked to Kurt Busch and Matt Kenseth, some of those guys, and this is like a golf game for them, getting away from the, the, the toil of the regular thing they do, where it's real serious, they're looking for a championship, and although they are looking for a chance to win the championship in $1.9 million, a million alone to the series champion after the four races are run, it, it still is kind of fun to get out there and just hook into somebody else's car and not worry that much about, okay, if something does happen to it, I don't to worry about this and my chances for the 500 and have some fun at high speed and a great handling machine. See if we're going to get a green flag this time when they come back off the corner again. Kevin Harvick is the leader. Travis Quapple is going to restart second. Then Kurt Busch, Scott Sharp, Matt Kenseth at the top five. Steve Kinzer, Jimmy Johnson, Scott Dixon, Danny Lasoski, and J.J. Yaley will start back in the 10th place. Green flag goes back in the air. The man all by himself at the front of the field is Kevin Harvick. Back in that second row, Travis Quapel and Kurt Busch looking for somebody to draft with to see if they can get the lead away from Harvick as they go to one. For now, Harvick has both hands wrapped around the lead and pulls away by a car length, but it gets dicey from second on back. Got Travis Quapel down low, Kurt Busch up top. That is row number one of the double wide racing. Row two is Scott Sharp down low with Matt Kenseth upstairs. They're side by side, two rows deep behind Kevin Harvick, the leader. Watching Kurt Busch on the outside with drafting help from Matt Kenseth trying to use that outside groove and get the momentum to try to run down race leader Kevin Harvick, but Harvick's getting a push from second place running Travis Quapple, but now that outside line beginning to make some noise, here comes Kurt Busch. He's side by side with the race leader Kevin Harvick, two-way racing for the front two rows into turn number three, Matt Kenseth is in the thick of things, along with Travis Quapple. Working that outside lane, Travis Quapple and Matt Kenseth hope to pull up alongside Kevin Harvick, take over the top spot, let's see how they do. Coming down to the line by inches, Harvick still has the top spot, but the outside lane starts to move. Here comes Quapple and Kenseth trying to move up and take first and second. Double wide, two rows deep for the lead. Kevin Harvick and the car of Kurt Busch upstairs. That's the race for the top spot. Harvick, though, with drafting help from Travis Quapple, will leap out in front all by himself and grab the lead, but here's Kurt Busch. He'll rally back to the outside off turn two. Kurt Busch with that drafting help from Matt Kenseth, but those are the only two cars topside. Will it be enough to try to run down race leader Kevin Harvick? Kurt Busch puts a bumper out front. Harvick rallies back. Travis Quapple trying to give him a boost. Second time by, side by side among the leaders Kevin Harvick able to hold the top spot Kurt Busch going to slide back to the third position as the inside lane advances with Travis Quapple now taking over the runner up position
Christian. It's going to be real obvious here that whoever goes to Victory Lane is going to get some drafting help just at the right time, much like it is in Nextel Cup Racing. Harvick hangs out of the lead. Trop will drift, drafts him real tight going into the corner. See if anybody can move from third on a little closer to the front. Jimmy Johnson's got a good run going over there. Jimmy Johnson down to the inside lane. He's racing alongside Matt Kenseth. That's the race for fifth. Above him now is Kurt Busch. Here comes Johnson. He will advance. That is the side-by-side race for the fourth position. Kurt Busch, top side of the racetrack still trying to find a hole to crawl into and get some drafting help. They'll line up for fourth on back double file. Up front, top three beginning to break away. Harvick, Quapple, and Scott Sharp. And there knows the tail into turn number four. Stacked up two wide behind him. Here's Steve Kinzer gaining a position on Kurt Busch. Matt Kenseth in that pack along with J.J. Yaley. About to be a two-car breakaway. Looked like for a few moments it would be a three-car breakaway. Suddenly they come off turn number four and the pack is all tied up tightly once again. One huge draft crossing the start-finish line. Jimmy Johnson fell back momentarily. He's back up to third and Steve Kenzer's moved back up to fifth. And they're three wide behind them now as they storm off into turn one. Matt Kenseth using the outside lane. He has to his inside. Kurt Busch and at the bottom Steve Kinzer. That's the race for the fifth position. Staying three wide now as Kevin Harvick leads the pack off turn two. Still three wide on the super stretch. Steve Kinzer down low. Matt Kenzer up top as the front two begin to break away. But still three wide racing further back. One car being squeezed up against the fence. That's Kenseth as he gets rubbed by Scott Dixon. And they are still three wide for the four spot. In fact, they're three wide, two rows deep. Danny Lasowski is in the middle of it along with Steve Kinzer, J.J. Yaley, and others off the corner. They worked out a turn four, back into the trioval when they get across the start-finish line. This time, only 11 laps remain. Kevin Harvick hangs on to the lead. Well, a couple of times, this field of 12 cars has stretched out like a big, long rubber band single file, but right now, that's not the case. All 12 cars locked together. As the laps wind down, there'll be eight to go. It is still Kevin Harvick riding out front. Nobody's been able to muster a move to get back up there, although Steve Kinzer, Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, and Matt Kenseth have tried. They go to two. Here, Steve Kinzer gives drafting help to Kevin Harvick. That's going to propel Harvick up into the lead, and Kenseth solidly in second behind Kenzer. Drafting help from Jimmy Johnson. Johnson now and Kurt Busch will race side-by-side for third. Kinzer now wants to take a look for the race lead. Kevin Harvick trying to throw the block, but here comes Steve Kinzer. He's got drafting help. The king of the outlaws wants a top spot. Jimmy Johnson's going to propel him to the front. Here comes Castro Neves to third. Move Harvick back to outside of the top six as he is squeezed three wide into the corner. He's about to fall to the rear of the field as the new race leader emerges as Steve Kinzer leads him off the corner. Steve Kinzer comes off turn four leading the pack. He'll become the tenth different leader of tonight's race across the stripe. It's Kinzer right behind him. Jimmy Johnson three wide for third. Scott Sharp slows down at the inside of the racetrack. Draft just flies by him on the high side. Here's the challenge for the Second position, Kurt Busch drafting help from Matt Kenseth on the outside lane. Down low, Jimmy Johnson with drafting help from Ryan Newman. Johnson edges by. He will grab the second spot, although now Kurt Busch rallies back. They're side-by-side side for second. And Steve Kinzer goes topside, then comes down, changing lanes, trying to throw the block, but it's not going to work as that outside line. They get wound up. Wheel-to-wheel for the lead down the super stretch. Steve Kinzer trying to hold off Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch in the outside lane. Steve Kinzer down low. That's row one. Row two, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson and Matt Kenseth, they are side-by-side for that third and fourth position. In fact, everybody double-wide off the corner. Castro Nervous has been black-flagged because a moment ago he went below the yellow line. Now let's pick it up with just six laps to go to settle it here in the IROC race. 
Steve Kinzer is the leader. Can he hang on to it? He's got plenty of company in the inside line, and here comes a charge on the outside line. That charge is led by Kurt Busch. He's got drafting help from Matt Kenseth, although Kenseth flirts with the top of the racetrack, almost stacks him three wide. Kenseth, though, falls in line back behind Kurt Busch as Steve Kenzer leads Busch by a fender off turn two. Kurt Busch, Matt Kenseth, topside trying to hook up, but they're all by themselves, and that inside line is beginning to rumble. Here comes Steve Kinzer. He'll blast by. Jimmy Johnson is right. Ryan Newman pushes him into turn number three. Jimmy Johnson able now to hang on to that second spot. Steve Kinzer opens up a couple of car lengths lead. Johnson in the second spot. Then they're stacked up two wide from third on back, led by Travis Quaffle. Momentarily, Steve Kinzer had the biggest lead we'd seen all evening, but suddenly that goes away. Here comes Jimmy Johnson pulling up behind him, right up on his bumper to the outside. Kurt Busch gets drafting help from teammate Matt Kenseth. They go to work now, trying to chase down Kinzer in turn one. Races on for second, now races on for the lead. Kurt Busch drafting by on the outside lane. Fender out in front for Busch as Steve Kinzer has six cars stacked up behind him. Bush, Kinzer, side by side. Kinzer loses it almost off turn two. The car breaks loose. He collects it now as they stack up off the corner. Three wide, four wide. Steve Kinzer falling back. He had the race lead, but he will go all the way back to the ninth position. Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, they're three wide for third. But Matt Kenseth caught in the middle in that three wide battle. In fact, again, they're three wide, two rows deep, as that's the lead pack. 11 cars strong, led by Kurt Busch. Steve Kinzer apparently very lucky to hang out of that car off turn number two. Could have been a big pile up over there. Here they come down to the line. Four laps to go as they cross the stripe again. This time, Kurt Busch is the man at the point. Jimmy Johnson rides right behind him, and they're going to get three wide for third place as they head for two. Rush hour traffic from third on back. Now they're three wide for second. Matt Kenseth up the middle. Travis Quapple up top. Jimmy Johnson down low. Three wide for second. Three wide for fifth now as they race off the turn. Kurt Busch leads the pack off the corner. One car out front, and it's three rows of three as they head midway down the Super stretch. All alone, out front and trying to hold on is Kurt Busch. Still three wide. Close quarters racing. Here comes Matt Kenseth now for the lead. Busch on the bottom. Kenseth in the outside lane. That's racing for the top spot at Daytona with just a few laps to go. And give it to Matt Kenseth by inches off of turn four. Coming off turn four, everybody has drafting help. It's lined up double wide throughout the pack. Kurt Busch trying to hang on. Matt Kenseth working the outside lane. Jimmy Johnson in the middle of the pack there. Trying to get something hooked up with Ryan Newman who rides in fourth. Here they come, steamrolling through the trial off the end of the front straightaway back into turn one. Got Kurt Busch. He suddenly is in the lead, but they're stacked up double wide, six rows deep down low in the first row of side-by-side racing. Jimmy Johnson up top. Matt Kenseth racing for second off turn two. And the leader's going to drop down in front of Jimmy Johnson, and that gives Matt Kenseth a clear shot at the lead on the outside lane. About seven cars lined up inside, five on the outside. Jimmy Johnson getting a push again from Ryan Newman, three wide for third. Three wide with Matt Kenseth caught in the middle as the front two now beginning to break away just a bit. That's Kurt Busch and Jimmy Johnson. Kenseth continues to backslide. He's back to fifth. Five laps ago, Ryan Newman was running dead last. Back in 12th position. Now he's worked his way back up to the front of the field. Maybe have a chance to win this thing. The laps wind down. They go to two to go as they work their way across the line. Kurt Busch hangs on to the lead. Jimmy Johnson trying to get some help to get up there. Ryan Newman, Steve Kenser, Matt Kenseth, your top five. They go to two. All five cars, single file now as they storm back into turn. One and two, they're side by side for six. Here's Helio Castro Nevis to the top side of the racetrack. Scott Dixon on the charge down low. Dixon gets the spot, but Castro Nevis rallies back on the outside. Up front, race leader Kurt Busch snaking his way down the back straightaway, trying to break the draft. That's not going to work because Jimmy Johnson's got the nose stuck right under the rear deck lid. Took a look outside, but not quick enough yet. 
Falls back in the line does Jimmy Johnson on Kurt Busch who continues to lead by a car length. Four cars now beginning to break away. Third is Newman and fourth is Kinzer. They break up that big draft and it looks like it could be a five-car shootout as they come down to the line. White flag about to go on the field as they cross the stripe. Go back into one. Kurt Busch has the lead now. Will he have it when they come back? Jimmy Johnson second. Ryan Newman third. Steve Kinzer fourth. Matt Kenseth fifth. Single file. They go to one. Here they come back into the corner for the final time. Kurt Busch with a one-car length lead over Jimmy Johnson. But the draft momentum beginning to kick in now. Johnson, one car length, half car length, looking outside, looking down low, looking for the win in iRock at Daytona. Kurt Busch drops to the inside and nobody goes with him. Here comes Jimmy Johnson, wheel to wheel for the lead. Ryan Newman thinking about making it three wide, but instead he'll tuck in. Now he'll look inside for the lead and the win at Daytona. Kurt Busch leads. Here comes Matt Kenseth, the challenge for the third spot. Newman in that group as well as they come off the corner. It's going to be Kurt Busch looking for the win in iRock. Kurt Busch pulled up the track just enough to break the draft going down the back straightaway. Now he's got the top spot. One car goes all the way to the inside lane, nearly on the grass. Ryan Newman tries to come by, and a car spins coming up off the corner. One car slip slides sideways across the trioval area. Everybody else gets by cleanly. That car spinning now winds up down in turn number one as Ryan Newman picks up the win. Jimmy Johnson, the car spinning wildly just as he crossed the start-finish line. A great save as he held on to the car, and a great move by the other drivers, Barney, not to pile into him. I'll tell they you, they were reviewing the finish. They were very, very lucky a couple of times in those last three or four laps show that they didn't have a big pileup. Going off into the corner over there in turn number three just a moment ago, we saw a couple of cars get together also and almost turned around. Ryan Newman is one of those that made a little contact over there, but Ryan goes below the yellow line here and ends up spinning the car out. Correct me, it is Jimmy Johnson who spins the car out. Let's see how they're going to call this one. Yeah, they're going to review this because uh, Kurt Busch was leading coming to the line, and without a doubt, Ryan Newman drove right down to the bottom of the track easily, uh, visibly here from our position below the yellow line to make the pass. He was leading at the start-finish line, was scored as the race winner, but again, they're reviewing that and probably will move him back in line and make Kurt Busch the race leader. Cars are slowing now, hitting the pit lane. Hopefully when we come back, we'll have the results of the review and tell you who has won the IROC race at Daytona. Well, they are sending Ryan Newman to victory lane, again coming off turn four. We're watching the replays here in the next television. He uh, did go below the yellow line, making the pass of Kurt Busch, but uh, apparently that doesn't count in IROC racing. Ryan Newman's in victory lane. We'll talk to him and the other contenders here at the end as he's beat Kurt Busch, Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Johnson, and Steve Kenzer in the IROC race. From Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Back at Daytona International Speedway, the IROC race is complete. They have sent Ryan Newman to victory lane, but he's still sitting in the car, and apparently they're still reviewing the finish of the race. Let's talk to the man who apparently was leading, looked like was the winner. Jim Phillips is with Kurt Busch. Okay, Kurt, you come down to the last lap, the, close to the finish line. You and Ryan, you were battling for that uh, finish and the victory. What happened? Just an awesome race amongst all these IROC guys. Unbelievable. I got the lead when Kenzer slipped up off a of two, and I was able to hold it. And then come into that last lap, my, my, my Nextel Cup teammate, Matt Kenzer, pushed, pushed me. And so it's great to have that camaraderie back and forth between a teammate and I. And coming uh, down into three and four, I, I thought I had the deal sealed up. I did not know that Ryan Newman had such a run. And I'm as much fault as he is for the yellow line incident. So we'll see what comes up out of it. I led some laps today to get the bonus points. I, I finished third at the halfway break to get a bonus point. So the points will come out even. It's just, it's real special to go to victory lane here. And I just, uh, I had too many old moments in my mind about blocking the middle of the track and then coming low at the trial. Well, that's what you do to, to win here. 
and he got alongside of me, which is perfectly legal, and I didn't want to wreck our cars. So the both of us finished one, two. Heck, maybe they should make Matt Kenseth the winner because he pushed me the most. Do you feel like that you did uh, push him out of bounds? I, I don't think that I did anything more than he did. Both of us wanted the same piece of real estate, and I should have done a bit more on the aggressive side because there's a million bucks up for grabs and nobody's going to lay down. That's exactly right. That's Kurt Busch. Ryan Newman is climbing out of the car in victory lane, and again, hearing the word from Kurt Busch, he says he shoved him down there. There was some contact coming off turn four, so apparently that's the way it's going to stand with Ryan Newman picking up the victory. Yeah, he kind of was squeezed down there. Uh, Ryan Newman was. They, there was quite a bit of contact, and it looked like it knocked Ryan's car below the yellow line, but at any rate, he is down in victory lane right now. Let's see if we can get some more of the top finishers, maybe a word from Matt Kenseth or some of the other guys. Barney, we're down here with Matt Kenseth, and Matt, you're the defending Nextel Cup champion, jumped out of the car. You said you didn't know what you were missing. That was a wild race. Yeah, that was the most fun I've ever had racing at Daytona, I think. That was a blast. It was wild out there, but these cars are so stable. The IROC crew did a great job of making them stable, so it was fun. But I don't know exactly what happened in the front, but somebody was below the yellow line, and everybody was hitting each other. And uh, there's a million bucks on the line, so i got to see what the rules are exactly. Well, talk about just the, the whole race itself was just a lot of jockeying. We watched you. You'd go to the back. You'd come to the front. You seemed to have a pretty good car, but, but, but all the cars seemed like they're real competitive and a lot of close racing. Yeah, I think all the cars are, I mean, they, they're as close to the same as I think you can get them. It just depends where you're at and what kind of draft you get. The cars draft amazingly well, and they're really stable. And it just depends on, you know, what kind of hole of area you're in. So it was a really fun race. It was really exciting there at the end. We made up a few spots, and uh, uh, it was fun. There you go. That's Matt Kenseth. Unofficially, he's finished third. Let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. Well, with uh, Ryan Newman. Ryan, one whale of a race there. Tell us about that last lap. That was exciting. Uh, I got to run third down into turn three there. I had to figure out what I was going to do, follow the 48 or follow the 97. And it uh, looked like Jimmy had a good run going, but I chose the 97. And uh, I figured that was my best opportunity to get a good run off turn four there. And fortunately, it worked out. I don't know who was pushing me. I don't know if it was Steve or who it was, but i got to thank them. Um, uh, and also thank the fans for coming out for a heck of a race. Uh, to get through that one without uh, a big mess was uh, pretty astonishing. With about six or eight laps to go, I looked up, and this number 12 machine was all the way back at the back of the pack. <laughs> Talk about working your way. Back up to the front. I uh, just, uh, you know, you got the way the the way the cars were. You can tell by the how they're all grouped together. You got to have a car in front of you and a car behind you to really make your car run. And and when that happened, uh, you know, I got finally back up through there. But it took me a while to get somebody behind me to push me. And uh, I got to thank whoever it was that pushed me there at the end because uh, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been able to get by Kurt. Looked like the middle lane was the place you didn't want to be. Is that what got you to the back? It didn't. You didn't want to be there by yourself for sure. That's that's always been the situation here. But uh, you know, uh, the bottom lane, if you can handle, was was a good place to hang out. Congratulations. Thank you. Ryan Newman takes the first leg of this IROC series for 2004 here in Daytona. And our congratulations to Ryan Newman as the celebration continues down in Gatorade Victory Lane. Gatorade, the official sports beverage of the Daytona International Speedway. Let's go back down trackside. Let's uh, get a word with Steve Kinzer. You drove a lot of laps on dirt, and sometimes it looked like it was dirt out there. But uh, I'll tell you, you give these guys a heck of a run for their money tonight. Well, uh, I tell you, I was... I just couldn't get – I wanted to do some stuff, but I didn't have nobody that would go with me, so I had to pretty well do it on my own. And I had a you – know, I ran as hard as I could is all I can say. I did the best I could. I, I got the leader and got a little messed up coming off too, but I seen him coming up, uh, getting ready to gang up on me, and I didn't know what to do. And uh, It was good. It was a lot of fun. It was a wild race. It felt like a, uh, felt like a two-and-a-half-mile race on a quarter mile is about what it felt like. Did you feel like, though, when you got the lead, when you shot out in front, that you made your move a little bit too early? Well, I just, I, you know, I, you got to take what gives you. And then, you know, when I seen him coming back at me, I, I got, then I got all messed up. And I, I actually got back to the bottom and was lucky to get back to where I was, to be honest with you. World of Outlaws champion many times over, Steve Kinzer. 
pretty exciting race, 40 laps of it in the record books now. And, of course, Ryan Newman, you heard from in victory lane there. He earned that one, Joe. He came all the way from the back uh, at least a couple of times, I remember. Yeah, only his second uh, year in the IROC Series. Finished sixth last season, and he starts off this year right winning here at Daytona. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Here's the way they wound up the first race of the IROC Series in 2004 here this afternoon at Daytona. Ryan Newman gets the win. Kurt Busch comes in second. Matt Kenseth is third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. And Steve Kinzer finished in fifth. Elio Castroneves comes into the sixth spot. Seventh is Kevin Harvick. Eighth is Scott Dixon. Scott Sharp is ninth. Travis Quapel tenth. J.J. Yelly is eleventh. And Danny Lazowski comes in in the twelfth position. A total of 11 lead changes. A very exciting but a very short race here this evening. The voices you heard in our broadcast covering tonight's IROC race was Mike Bagley out in turns one and two. It was uh, Jeff Striegel at the end of the back straightaway covering turns three there. And up uh, in turn four and off into the trioval was Kyle Ricky On pit road, Winston Kelly, Jim Phillips, and Steve Post. The chief engineer for the Motor Racing Network is Julian Vega. Our broadcast engineer, Larry Sweeney and Anthony Powers. Satellite engineer is Harry Howard. Pit runner today is Paul Horvath. Our production assistants, Chris Simeon, Todd Costello, Chris DeRocher, and Kay Pinchbeck. Don't forget, we have the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series coming up later this evening, 7.30 on the same Motor Racing Network stations, the Florida Dodge Dealers 250. For Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate Ryan Newman, and we'll see you tonight at 7.30 here at Daytona. MRN Radio. Coverage of the International Race of Champions at Daytona has come to you from Daytona International Speedway. Sponsored by Action Performance, the choice of champions for NASCAR licensed diecast collectibles and apparel. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Mack Trucks Incorporated. Two-way communications by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of racing radios. And by Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See Featherlight at www.featherlightusa.com. Today's broadcast was directed by Ryan Horn. The executive producer of MRN is David Hyatt. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? We take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.